I don't even know. How do we even enter this thing right now? I don't even know. Welcome to Side Talks. It's that's uh-huh. so weird. This is a podcast where we talk about cinema. Okay, I I don't know what I don't even know how to handle. Uh-huh. Who are you? Mickey Mouse. Oh, oh, I get I'm, it I'm now. I get it now. Mascot of a corporation who's never done anything wrong. Oh man. Do you like Marvel and Star Wars? How big is your wallet? These are the only movies that exist anymore, so I hope you like Marvel and Star Wars. This is this might be the worst intro we've ever done. That can't possibly be true. Ha-ha! Oh, Side Talks Podcast, we talk about movies. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Mickey Mouse! So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a Friend. Hello. Bross, it's it's Rachel and Corey. Hey. Hi. How's it going? What are you watching? We want to know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I think you're going to be surprised that I had never seen this. Uh-oh. But, um, yeah, okay. Like, we reference it all the time, and it's sort of one of these that I've known of forever, but i never seen it. Um, single white female. Oh, yeah. So good. It just actually, Lisa, the last time we recorded, this came up as one of my favorite Valentine's Day movies. Yes, it did. I'm no sure way. that's that's predictable. Yes, we just talked about it. How amazing is it? Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Wow. I was, it was thrilling. I was hollering at stuff. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was crazy. There was so many things happening. And, oh, my gosh. Sorry, Brad. I screamed. I shouldn't do that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. It was, like, so much action. The... The, everybody was in it. Oh my gosh! Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee. That is one of our nicknames for Jane. We call her Jane for Jason Lee for years now. <laughs> Jane being Lisa's dog, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she's one of our dogs. Um, <laughs> and so, um, guess who I did not know was in it? You never told me this. Bridget Fonda. My boy. Well, yeah, obviously, but no, my boy Stephen Weber. Oh, I'm sorry, Lisa. I'm sorry I didn't get you in the fold on that. I didn't. I, know. No I didn't know you needed to know. I did need to know. Um, also, I didn't need to know that, um, or I did need to know this, his ex-wife in the movie, who we only briefly hear on the phone, her name was Lisa, but, you know. Oh, man. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Soulmates. Okay, so, so many things, like, so much fierce 90s, early 90s fashion. Um, like, that silver raincoat that she wears, with, that you tie around the waist with, like, black heels and black yeah, hose, yeah. and a lot of very, you know, very Vogue era, like, 90s vibes all over the place and the the haircut uh, I mean the haircut the, itself right the famous like big plot oh, yeah. point the, the haircut the red bob wow wow and then when of course spoiler alerts but the movie is I guess I think it's like 30 years old now like right now um the when they both get it when she when Jennifer Jason Lee you know feels her look and she gets it too it's just it's just too much it's just too <laughs> many orange bobs <laughs> in one place like i cannot i know it is it. pretty wild it is pretty <laughs> wild um oh my gosh and the guy uh the the guy the you know the, that guy who's in everything steven steven tobolowski yes uh he's in it and he's very similar to his always same character until he turns to be a creeper and you're like oh oh bummer yeah but um one thing that i was really impressed to see at the time too is that um Bridget Fonda, her character Allie, she's a software developer. And so it's like, of course you know, she is. Tech. And it's so, yeah, it's so like movers and shakers in New York in 92. And um, yeah, I was, I was very pleased like that. She's like having 
her little meetings and saying, you know, here's all my tech. And she has a kill safe thing. So if they don't pay her, which they think they can not pay her, guess what? She deletes their data. So I think that was pretty badass. <laughs> that is pretty um, badass. And, and even later on, there's a scene where they're trying to get away and um, she is booking airline tickets online. In 1992, which I was just like, damn, that's what? Yeah, that's impressive. That's like the first time that um, my friend Alex ever called an Uber, <laughs> and we were all like, "Who are you? You're so cool!" Because you know, it, it was when they Ubers were only available for business. Yeah, and oh, she was yeah. like, "You can see it here on the map," and I was like, "What?" I I what? do miss. I miss the times where 90s thrillers would just have random tech-related subplots in them, like. It's a little bit more in a, than a subplot in that movie Disclosure, but you know Disclosure's about yeah. Demi Moore sexually harassing Michael Douglas, and then Which, like let's all pause for that. Demi Moore sexually harassing Michael Douglas, but <laughs> the at great the time, American bird who Michael I like to Douglas, call the great American bird. Um, you know Michael Douglas was the face of like sleazy men for you know was. ten years there. Was okay, fair enough. But anyway, <laughs> remember there, when he said he got throat cancer from Cunnilingus? Yes, I do, and I think about that <laughs> yeah, several times a week. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, call but, me boo. But anyway, as you may remember in Disclosure, there is there's a pretty significant plot about virtual reality, <laughs> um, and like Michael Douglas has to go into virtual reality to like access some files. Or, I mean, it's not a subplot in the net, but you may remember the net, the Sandra Bullock movie I where was she already thinking about she, the net. She gets on the internet to like, and she goes to, like pizza.com to order a pizza or something, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, so I, bring it back, I say. Just bring back like. I know nowadays it feels like in a movie, you know, you have to find out a way to get rid of the cell phone so that they are more yeah. in danger, and and that's like the challenge now. And before, you know, any tiny little sliver of tech was so cool. Well, there is another. Right after she tries to book these um, airline tickets online, she also uh, tries to sneakily send out, I don't know if it's an email or an instant message. I don't think those would have existed back in 92. But anyway, she tries to send out a message, but it doesn't make it out. She gets caught. But it definitely, I was surprised at the the ladies in tech and the just the tech awareness that I was not yeah. expecting from this movie. Um, and, oh my gosh, listen to this. Okay, so... Again, spoiler alert, everyone, but I don't feel too bad since it's 30 years old. <laughs> um, okay. Well, okay. So just to set it up, so Jennifer Jason Lee is pretending, you know, has sort of taken over um, the Bridget Fonda role, and she sneaks into bed with Stephen Weber. And, Your boy. You know, kind of tricking him. Yeah. And, um, well, for a brief moment, he gets, or he's, like, getting out of bed, and he's like, what are you doing? And you see his tiny, tiny flash of his dingle. Like, the tiniest flash of it. <laughs> this, is like Tom, this is like Tom Cruise's D and all the right moves. Who's got the D jar? Brad, is the D jar out? Can you add that little sound effect, oh, please? <laughs> yeah, if you pause it right in the right place and all the right moves, it's Tom Cruise's D. Yeah, it's the same. It's the teeny, tiniest little, like, moment of it. Um... And uh, but then he turns around and you do see a long a long shot of his ass and you see his balls physically dangle like they move, <laughs> which I thought was too much. You know, it, I didn't need them to have like action. But um, <laughs> that wasn't really the spoiler. That's more of a you know a, a, just a note. But I mean, it's a spoiler. Comes, <laughs> it's just a different kind that, of spoiler. I just I just want to repeat yeah, something that. Me. <laughs> different way. I want yeah. to repeat something that got brought up an episode or two ago, which is that the phone a friend segment is Rachel's mom's favorite segment, and I wonder if that's still going to be true after this. She oh, I, uh, she told me that tell Lisa that she doesn't care when she talks about dick and balls. 
even care. Okay, so yes, I had mentioned that I, having heard from Kay that I, it's my favorite segment. Every time I talk about raunchy things, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. So um, I know whenever I thought about talking about Stephen Weber's dick, I was like, what's Kay gonna think? Um, I'm sorry, Kay, or you're welcome. I don't know. Whatever. We're getting <laughs> into the arena okay. with this podcast where just all it's basically the side dick. <laughs> Again, like yes. if if we're putting I don't know like a quarter into the to the so called D jar every time it comes up, you know we could throw a party with this money at the end of the year. Yeah, we'll around the corner ourselves. When we've got a dick jar. That's, that's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Well, so the spoiler though is he gets a stiletto to the eye, <laughs> and therefore I guess brain as well. And he he dates. Um, okay. I mean, so I don't want to keep crazy. hitting us over the head, but that was a missed opportunity to get a stiletto to the balls. Oh, I wouldn't yeah, call it yeah, a missed opportunity. <laughs> I think that opportunity yeah. was was rightfully rejected. <laughs> okay, but this is super crazy. Okay, do you guys are you familiar with Lucifer? I know the, the devil. Super, <laughs> yeah, the supernatural procedural that used to be on Fox, but it's now. Yeah, on yeah, I'm familiar okay, with it. I've never from, seen it. Okay, I've jumped from cinema to television real quick, but. Tony and I love it, and we binge it, and it's, you know, it's, like, good, silly fun, and there's, like, supernatural devils and ghosts and angels and um, cops, and, you know, it's a supernatural procedural, and it's very corny, but, like, two days before we watched Single White Female, an episode of Lucifer had, so there's always, like, a victim of the week and the crime they have to solve, and it's in L.A., and they're always over-the-top silly crimes. Um, it was... A, uh, a club owner killed a drag queen with a stiletto to the neck because he was cheating on him with another drag queen. Oh, my so God. Copycats. Stiletto murders. This one was to the neck and Stephen Weber's was to the eye. But still, two stiletto-based murders within, like, two days. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? We just saw that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Now, having seen it sort of out of order, but if I had initially seen Single White Female, then when I saw the Lucifer episode, I would have been like, it's just like in Single White Female. So that was pretty cool. And another random super weird timing thing in sort of just doing some Googling about the movie, apparently there was a Lifetime movie called Single Black Female what? that literally came out on Saturday. Which is oh, not my God. God. You, I know. I, I was like, wait, what? And it said, you know, the article was from, like, the 2nd, and it said premiere Saturday, you know, February 5th. And I was like, that's literally Saturday night is when we watched this. So, like, the moment we were watching this, like, in another timeline, we, folks, we're watching single black female on lifetime. So yeah, so they've done a new remake and um, I read about it. I'm loving this. I am loving this news. Isn't that great? I mean, that is really good news. It's really good news for what sounds like maybe a bad movie night selection. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, this Um, was a packed screening for you in the sense that there was, (laughs) there's a lot of information you're bringing us right now, Lisa, a lot. It's a lot to process. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, there was. I didn't even, you know, when when at the beginning when they're walking through the apartment building and she's like she's sort of standing in front of the incinerator door. I was like, oh, they're showing us the incinerator. Uh oh, somebody and boy, gonna burn. Wait till we got so close to it. Oh, I was literally hollering. It was so intense. I yeah, I was. This movie was so much. It was great. Oh my god, we need to revisit this again on VHS soon, though, Lisa. So don't let it kind of oh, yeah. let it drift from your mind. So we can can re- okay. do a rewatch, please. Okay, okay. Um, and I have one more tiny little factoid that sort of ties into our VHS universe. Yeah. But um, I read, I was reading a note, just some trivia about it. And apparently, Whoopi Goldberg auditioned for the role of Allison Jones, which is the fondest character. Mm-hmm. Isn't that- Can you imagine somebody getting Whoopi's hair? 
right. Can you imagine Jennifer Jason Leigh getting Whoopi's hair? Everything about that just made my life. Just picturing (laughs) that made everything better for me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Whoopi, always. Oh, Whoopi. Man, what an interesting thought. Okay. And that's so funny. You were just talking about this movie, um, apparently an episode or two ago for Valentine's. So I guess I was, yeah, right on trend with the the romance of February. Yeah, for sure. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Well, thank you for bringing this to us. And I, I'm going to see you soon, Lisa, because you're coming in town for Reba. Reba, the 24th. I'm oh, so fancy, don't so let me down. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've got a signed yeah, poster. My brother's good friends with the tour manager, and Reba's not doing meet and greets. I was going to try to get you a meet and greet for your birthday. Dang. Reba's what? not doing meet and greets because of COVID, but oh, I get it. I get she it. I get signed it. a poster for you. That's what? Cool. No way! That's cool. Spoiler yes. alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we'll be spending a bunch of time at that merch table. So, Corey, let me know what size you want. All right. <laughs> All right, Bros. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. 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 What up? Well, we've got a special segment here. Rachel has stepped out of the studio, so I'm joined with our producer, Sam. Hi. Hi, Sam. He, he might really not talk uh, that much, but uh, I'm going to talk at him. About the 2022 Academy Award nominations, uh, we're headed toward the 94th uh, Oscar ceremony on March 27th, and um, a little early because of the um, Winter Olympics, the Academy released their nominations the week that this is being recorded. Obviously, this is a bit of old news uh, for you listening to this, but we wanted, uh, well, at least to provide me an opportunity to talk about them uh, possibly at length. Um, So Sam is here and Sam, I don't know if you've seen the Oscar nominations. I don't know how much you care about this. I watched Leslie Jordan and um, I forget her name. Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, Um, Leslie Jordan stole the show. Yeah. Um, By mispronouncing everybody's name, which is hilarious uh, in itself. Denis Vivnevu. That's right. That's close. Yes. Mm. Uh, so the big nominee this year is uh, Jane Campion's wonderful uh, The Power of the Dog, my second favorite movie of 2021. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, really great uh, psychosexual Western thriller uh, that uh, comes to us from Netflix. Got 12 nominations, uh, the most of any, other, uh, any film this year. Um, Power of the Dog is great. Second... Uh, was uh, Dune, the Denis Villeneuve adaptation of Frank Herbert's sci-fi epic, got 10 nominations, not among them Villeneuve for Best Director. People were kind of put off by that. The big headline, however, especially if you've been attending the Sidewalk Cinema in recent weeks, Drive My Car, the nearly three-hour Japanese-language adaptation of Haruki Murakami's short story, Popped up in the big category. Best picture for Drive My Car. Let's go. Vroom, vroom, MFs. Um, I love that movie. And uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, its director, nominated for Best Director, nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, and getting in there, of course, for Best International Feature. Sam, did you see Drive My Car when it played at the cinema? I did not. And I'm just now learning it's based on a short story, but it's somehow three hours long. 
hey, you got to get every single fiber of that short story in there. I haven't read the yeah, short story. Okay. I, I do want to see it. It's not tremendously faithful to the short story. It sort of expands it in a lot of ways. It would almost have to, I imagine. Sounds like it did. But you know what? Every single darn minute of that three hours spent wisely and beautifully. Simply one of the best films of 2021. And it's pretty awesome that it was recognized in the main category there. The other Best Picture nominees, Belfast from uh, Kenneth Branagh, his semi-autobiographical drama, Coda, which uh, we talked about in a previous episode from Apple TV+. Plus. Really sweet little comedy drama there. Don't Look Up, which is what if people didn't pay attention to an ongoing crisis, the satire. It's a good comedy, but not much else. Yeah, you know. Not a good... Um political or the internet really doesn't like don't look up everybody seems real down on don't look up and you know what i thought it was perfectly fine it was entertaining as a dumb comedy sure and it's a very dumb comedy that not really there i'm not i'm not real upset that it's a best picture nominee even though i don't love it um we got king richard the uh, venus and serena williams um semi-biopic that focuses on their father Will Smith, the frontrunner for Best Actor. He also produced that movie. Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, joyous uh, romantic comedy, which also played at the Sidewalk Cinema, in there for Best Picture. Uh, really great movie that um, <laughs> just, uh, you know, watch out a for. A Heim family documentary. A, yeah, it's a Heim ways. family documentary. Watch out for that age gap discussion, though, because that'll get you. Um, Nightmare Alley, the film noir remake uh beautiful like really dark movie from director guillermo del toro sounds like you've geeked for this movie oh you know i'm geeking left and right for for uh, nightmare alley sam and then um steven spielberg maybe you've heard of him he's, he's an up-and-comer uh his remake of west side story in best picture as well west side story um one of my favorite films of 2021 as well in fact i would say um, that of these Best Picture nominees, my favorite's The Power of the Dog, followed closely by West Side Story and Drive My Car. Sam, what about you? You like any of these movies? Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog is really sure. great. Number one. Really great. Really great stuff. Did you see West Side Story? I did not. Yeah. Everything I've heard about it, though, is a just brilliant spectacle. Um, and must see. Apparently, it's going to Disney Plus soon, so yeah, a lot more people um, might watch it. March third. So, depending on when you're hearing this episode, it could be up already. Ooh. You're gonna want to check it out. You're gonna want to crank the volume up with that. Steven Spielberg just stunting on everybody else. He made a movie in 2021. He's a Best Director nominee, becoming the first person in history to receive a nomination for Best Director in six different decades. My man started in the 70s. He's still getting Best Director nominations in the 2020s. Just the greatest who's ever lived. Second only as a living director to Martin Scorsese, who's got nine Best Director nominations. Spielberg has eight, and then one in, one in six different decades. What a guy. Wow. What a guy that's Spielberg. What a duo. Yeah. Hey, pretty good films. Uh, the acting categories, some ups and some downs here. Um, perhaps um, you may be aware that Best Actress is filled with a lot of performances from films that didn't show up in very many other categories. You got Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter for My Money, 
Olivia Coleman gave the best performance of 2021. So if she wins an Oscar, I'm going to be stoked. Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, the new Pedro Almodovar movie. Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, a movie that is actively bad and a performance that doesn't work at all. But still a better performance than the other two nominees from Being the Ricardos. Javier Javier Bardem popped up in Best Actor for not even remotely resembling Desi Arnaz. And J.K. Simmons popped up for doing the J.K. Simmons thing um, in Supporting Actor. Look, I like all these actors. I guess I'm not all that upset that they're nominated for Oscars. But boy, does that movie suck. The Academy read the words Nicole Kidman and just didn't even watch it. They just nominated her there for being in a movie. Well, they have that in common with Rachel Morgan then. Um, And then finally, rounding out the the category, speaking of Rachel Morgan, a Rachel Morgan favorite, Kristen Stewart, who looked kind of like she wasn't going to make it in there for Spencer, but she did in the end. The film's only nomination in best actor we've already mentioned bardem um we've mentioned will smith obviously benedict cumberbatch repping the power of the dog really great performance there andrew garfield in tick tick boom the lin-manuel miranda directed adaptation of the jonathan larson musical i like that movie i like that performance and then denzel washington for playing macbeth in the tragedy of macbeth talk about a thing that was guaranteed to get an oscar nomination before they even shot a frame of footage but you know what he lives up to it can you imagine if lady gaga was nominated for house of gucci and denzel washington was not nominated for uh tragedy of Macbeth. well i'm kind of the wrong guy to there's ask a universe that. out there where that happened there's a universe and... out there where that happened it happened at the baftas <laughs> um but i think lady gaga's really good in house of gucci and i kind of wish she had oh no. gotten an oscar nomination <laughs> she even though Stra- she she studied strasburg she was thirsty for that oscar nomination are you kidding me she was desperate mm-hmm. for it and it is a bit of there a there could slight. be a hundred people in the room Corey. <laughs> As she says. <laughs> oh, supporting actor. We mentioned J.K. Simmons. We've also got Saren Hines in there for Belfast. Did you see Belfast? No, it seems like White Roma to me. It's very much White Roma, but you know, it's sweet. It's nice. It's a nice movie. Yeah, Just um, like it's a movie about how movies are great. I don't like songs about how music is, like how great music is, if that makes sense. No, it's a movie about how young Kenneth Branagh grew up in the Troubles and was like, well, maybe the art of storytelling can sustain me which fine you know but it's it's sweet you need protein you need need showers and shelter and yeah that's true you do kenneth browner you do need to take a shower um (laughs) troy kotzer for coda popped in there and then two guys from the power of the dog both jesse plemons and cody smith mcphee um, I'm going to pretend that Jesse Plemons got nominated for Game Night. Cody Smith McPhee is a is an ominous looking dude. Well, you know, when he was a little boy, he was kind of a weird looking, intense little boy. If you saw The Road or, or the Let, Let oh, Me In, the he, American he's remake, he's the younger of, one in the road. Yeah, he's okay. the boy in, in the road. He's the um, the boy in the American remake of of Let the Right One In, and he's grown up now, so he's an adult, but. Really, he just looks like he's been put through um, the taffy pulling machine from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. He didn't get. Oh, he's so he didn't tall. change. He just got taller. Like it almost looks like a out. camera perspective in Power of the yeah, Dog. He's yeah. just towering over Benedict He's lanky. He, he kind of has an Anthony Perkins thing going on almost there. Almost like when you're experiencing sleep paralysis and see a tall figure in the corner of your room. It could be Cody room. Smith Cody, McPhee. Yes. Yeah. yes. Could be terrifyingly an Academy Award nominated <laughs> actor lurking in the dark corners of rope. your bedroom. Um, 
Supporting actress, we've got Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, another great performance, and a really wonderful up-and-coming actress last yes. seen in um, I'm, I'm Thinking of Ending mm-hmm. Things, which is and a, coming up in Men. Yeah, the new Alex, uh, Alex, Garland. Alex Garland horror Ooh. movie just released a trailer for that today. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. I don't know what the hell this that movie's about, a but film it looks podcast good. Now. You know, Alex Garland fan 101. It is a, it is a now a film bro podcast, and that's what Rachel gets for leaving. Yep. Um, Ariana DeBose from West Side Story uh, playing Anita, the same role that Rita Moreno won an Oscar for 60 years ago. Uh, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog. Go, Kirsten Dunst. Love that performance. What a performance. power couple. Yeah, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst. And then Anjanou Ellis for King Richard. She's a great character actress who gets a real, uh, real great opportunity to shine. Uh, in that movie, I won't go through all the tech stuff, but I did want to give you some uh, little um, oh factoids um, in closing. Um, Denzel Washington, by far the most nominated black actor in history. This is his tenth Oscar nomination, his ninth for acting. He got that tenth um, for producing Fences, uh, which was a Best Picture nominee. Um, so he extends his lead there. Not the front runner to win. I think Will Smith is going to win that category, but um, really? but but good for uh, good for Denzel. Um, with uh, Kristen Stewart and Ariana DeBose, um, we have the first two openly queer actors nominated in nearly 20 years. That's insane. Do you remember the last one? I do not, sadly. Sir Ian McKellen for oh, playing right. Gandalf the Gray in The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship that of the Ring. That was the last queer person last nominated Last openly for. queer person nominated oh, for man. an Oscar in the acting categories, obviously in the right, tech categories. Right. Uh, probably a lot more than that, but uh, weird shit, right? Right. <laughs> a lot of a lot more uh, actors have probably won Somewhere Oscars in the for playing gay years. characters yes. in the last twenty years than actual gay people have have received for uh, being um, uh, in films. So Oscars so white and straight. Oscars very straight. Not so much this year. Uh, as I mentioned in a previous episode, Troy Kotzer becomes the first deaf actor. Uh, joining his co-star in CODA, uh, Marley Matlin, who was the first deaf actress to receive a nomination. She also won um, back in the 80s for Children of a Lesser God. Uh, not nominated this year, Marley Matlin, though. And that's a shame because she was really good in that movie. Um Ryusuke Hamaguchi is the first uh, Japanese director to be nominated for Best Director since 1985. Sam, do you remember the last Japanese director to get an Oscar nomination for Best Director? No, I don't. He's a I'm famous one. Uh, uh, Kurosawa? It was. What? It was Akira Kurosawa for Ron in 1985. So Hamaguchi uh, filling some pretty big shoes yeah. there. And, of course, Jane Campion, the great Jane Campion, uh, director of Power of the Dog, not only um, one of the first women to receive a Best Director nomination back in 1993 for the piano, she was actually second, second to Lena Wertmuller. Um Jane Campion is now the first woman to ever be nominated twice for Best Director. Up to this point, it was just a bunch of individual women who um, 
you know, Bigelow, Catherine Bigelow and Chloe Zhao uh-huh. last year got their first nominations. And then, of course, in the past, folks like Sofia Coppola and Greta Gerwig, but Campion, the first woman to ever repeat. And honestly, I think this is going to be her year. She better win that Best Director Oscar. I've heard she did some really creative things sort of behind the camera to prep the actors that totally justifies the Best Director award. Um, as in, like, she made the two male leads, or Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons, dance, but Benedict Cumberbatch was the leader. Jesse yeah. Plemons had to follow. Just sort of exercises to, like that to build the characters up. Was, yeah, really unique. She's a genius, mm-hmm. y'all. Come on, give her an Oscar. She deserves it. All right. Well, that sort of concludes this brief. Um, some people are like, brief. Are you kidding me? Uh, roundup of the Oscar nominations. I love this shit. Um, I love most of these movies. Uh, it's very, you know, there's some bad movies in there. And the, the Academy did some wacky shit, as the Academy will often do. But overall, Sam, I have to say, pretty good slate of nominees. What a crop. What? That's the crop. <laughs> what a big crop. Um, and, um, you know, hopefully you'll have an opportunity, as we've said in previous episodes, to check out the Oscar-nominated shorts and perhaps the worst person in the world coming soon to the Sidewalk Cinema. So get uh, them tickets as soon as they go on sale. Sidewalkfest.com is where you get tickets and check out showtimes. So that's the end of this segment. Any concluding words, Sam? Bye. Uh, that's that's the most appropriate <laughs> concluding word. So thank you very Goodbye. much for that. Goodbye. Uh, as well, I mean, it's not the end of the podcast. It's the end of the segment. True. It's almost the end of the podcast, though. Don't worry about it. Thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. We're your own official cinematic Joe Rogan and Neil Young. Ugh, I fucking don't like Joe Rogan. Does anybody really like Joe Rogan? A bunch of like... Dudes, oh, that's right. Like bros. That's He's got his right. army of bros. I just don't see those people don't exist to me. <laughs> um, thank you to Boutwell Studios. I love Neil Young. I'm still stuck on that. I I I loved Neil Young a long time before. I don't. His I can't stand Neil. Stand. I really don't like Neil Young. But I I don't want to be Joe. I mean, that was a bad. I don't want to be either with these. After people. the Gold Rush, come on. Mm, I'm bored. Um, thank you to Revelator Coffee. Uh, Yeah, our wonderful sponsor down there in uh, downtown Birmingham serving up delicious coffee. Check us out online at SidewalkFest.com or on social media at SidewalkFilm where you can find information about what we're doing at the cinema. Lots of good stuff coming up. You're going to want to get a ticket to come see a movie with us. That's all we got for today. Yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast that has more dicks than euphoria. Uh, That can't be true. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.